Hello and welcome to the weekly sermon podcast of AZ Vineyard Church. This week, enjoy the podcast as truth is revealed in God's Word. Go get a notebook, grab a Bible, and expect to have an encounter with God today. Morning. So, man, it's good to be here. It's good to be seen and not viewed, right? So, um... What I would like to talk to you about today is peace. Y'all like a little peace? Okay, but it might not open up in the package you're used to. So let me get this. John will get mad at me if this isn't right. Are we good? All right. He always, get that mic right. All right, all right. Got it. I think I got it. Everybody can hear me, right? Okay. So um, I started this version Bible study called Peace is a Person by Robin Meadows. Very, very good. You should go take a look at it. Free app on your phone. Um, But it got me to really thinking about the concept of peace. So take a minute with me, if you will. Let's pray, and then I want you to to bear with me. I'm going to have you do a couple of things. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your peace. We thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. That we need not worry, we need not fret, because you have not stepped off the throne. You are still the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords, and you are the Prince of Peace. So, Father, open our hearts and minds to the message that you have for each of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so I want you to close your eyes again. If you didn't close your eyes when we were praying, that's okay, because I don't always either. But I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to go to your peaceful place. A couple of those places for me are camping around a campfire, the warm drink in my hand, listening to the crickets in the trees as the sun sets. It's beautiful, right? Or holding a baby fresh out of the bath as they're falling asleep in your arms. Right? We all have those places in our mind, and our hearts, that we feel at peace. Now, I want you to take a deep breath and think about returning from your happy, peaceful place to your current reality. For me, that's dishes, laundry, a house full of family that I love, but sometimes desperately need a break from, emails to return, bills to pay, yard work to do, cars to maintain, calls to return, right? You can feel it. You can feel it start to build inside of you that, that there's too much to do and not enough time. And then that sense of peace has eluded us once again. It ran right out the door, right? Maybe you need a pause from dealing with pain. Maybe you're dealing with illness. Maybe you're dealing with trauma. Maybe you have emotional turmoil or you're dealing with grief. Maybe you're experiencing really hard places in your relationships. Or maybe you're just lonely. I'm sure I am not the only one who longs for that place of peace. We look for peaceful, calm life protected from the chaos of our world. Our work, our family, a life where things go smoothly without interruption. Isn't that, wouldn't that be lovely? All of our ducks are in a row. No one's kicking them out a row. 
We don't have disputes. We don't have any conflict. We're calm, we're peaceful, and we're still. Doesn't that sound lovely? Psalm 4610 tells us to be still and know that I am God. And I love that last song John did, In the Stillness. I want to talk to you a little bit about stillness. We think of still as sitting quietly, hands folded, not moving, right? If you've ever dealt with small children, which I have a boatload of them right now, you ask them to sit still and be quiet, that is an adventure in futility. It does not happen. It's physically impossible for kids five and under to sit and be quiet. It's two things that they cannot do together. And in fact, I'm looking around the room. I know several adults who are very much the same way. They can sit or they can be quiet. They cannot do both. And I think if we truly understand what God is asking us to do to be still and know that he is God, I think we'll have more grace for ourselves and for each other. And for kids, we all need more grace for kids sometimes, right? Um, I want to talk to you about the word for still. Still is the Hebrew word rafa. Can you say that with me? Roll your R and everything. Rafa. Rafa means, it's a verb. So it's an action, right? The teacher in me is coming out. It's a verb. It's an action word. And it means to... Let go, to release, to relax, to show oneself slack. I have some props under here. I'm getting ready to pull them out, so be ready. So here is, here's something, right? We have this. Does it have any slack in it or is it tense? There's tension, right? If I stand here long enough, my arms are going to get tired from the tension that's on this. So we take this and we can put slack in it. My arms are relaxed now. Have you ever heard that term, give yourself a little slack? Mm -hmm. Okay, you all have permission because the Bible says to relax, to slacken. Cut yourself some slack. So this is a lovely necklace. When you relax, you know that he sees you, that he has your best interests at heart. He is in complete control of your situation. And it's been a tough year, right, guys? So in prayer on Tuesday, if you guys have an opportunity to come to prayer on Tuesdays from 12 to, um, 12 to 1... Tuesday's wonderful time. Uh, we really hear from the Lord. We, uh, some people think prayer is all talking to God, but really it's a whole bunch more of God talking to us. So in prayer on Tuesday, um, something came up and it really got me thinking about this concept of peace and our part, our verb, our rafa is, um, let's look at, let's, I just want to read out of Isaiah chapter 61. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So let's go to Isaiah chapter 61. And this is the prophet Isaiah who is foretelling of Jesus coming, right? We celebrate 
Jesus's birth as a baby at Christmas time. It's a wonderful season. Um, Jesus is not a baby anymore. Jesus is the King of Kings and the Prince of Peace, and he rules the world. So keep that in mind. So Isaiah chapter 61, we're going to start in verse 1. And this is the prophet Isaiah foretelling of Jesus. This is Jesus that they're talking about. Everything in the scriptures points to Jesus, just in case you didn't know that. It's not about you, it's about Jesus. Um, Isaiah chapter 61, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that captives will be released and prisoners will be freed. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's favor has come and with it, the day of God's anger against their enemies to all who mourn in Israel. He will give a crown of beauty for ashes a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Why are they planted? For his glory. That's what we're here for. We're here to bring glory to God. So as I was thinking about this, it's an exchange, right? We can hang on to our chain around our neck and we can, you know, Be tense and tight and hold on to it for everything we've got because this is all we've known. Or we can offer it, all of our anxiety, our oppression, all of that. We can say, yeah, God, I'm totally done with this. I don't want it anymore. It's too heavy for me. I don't think I was meant to carry it. And in doing so, he gives us something in return. So this is a beautiful scarf my husband got me for our anniversary, right? It's beautiful, right? It's intricate. It's woven. It's a beautiful tapestry of things that God wants to do in our lives, right? And we put that on. We get to choose that. And you know what? It's warm. It's light. It's comforting. I can carry this just fine. And he wants to give you that opportunity for that exchange as well. Because he's really the only one who's big enough, who's strong enough, who has the peace that we need to handle the chains of crap in our lives. He can handle our own wrong turns. He can handle what we see as a calamity. He can handle the disappointments when things didn't go exactly like we thought it should have gone. Because letting go is the action part of faith. We have to let go of it. That's our part. We can hang on to it or we can exchange it. True and lasting peace is not a feeling. Our feelings lie to us, right? Mine do all the time. It's not a location. Going camping isn't going to solve your problems. It's not a place we go in our minds to escape reality. I mean, I get on my phone sometimes just to escape what's going on in my life because I can't function, I can't deal with it. Peace is a person. Say it with me. Peace is a person. That person is who we celebrate at this Christmas season. Isaiah 9, 6 foretold us of this. Again, Isaiah. He said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, And the government will be upon his shoulder. Whose shoulders? Who's the government on? Jesus. Is it on whoever's elected in our office? Nope. Nope. It's not. 
And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. When Jesus was born, the very first declaration of his life was peace. In Luke 2.14, it states, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This proclamation could have been made to kings, it could have been made to leaders, it could have been made to people in high positions, but God has always wanted his favor to rest on all mankind. From the lowliest shepherd or the working class who heard it first to the kings in high places. Peace is reserved for the ones who humbly posture their hearts to receive it. Psalm 37:11 says, "But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace." Does that sound lovely? Yeah. Delight. Do you hear that word again? Yes. Delight themselves. Just like Jason had a prophetic vision last week about a girl in the cold refusing to take the blanket even though she needed it. How often are we the same? We all need peace, and peace is a person. Are you willing to receive him? Not only as your savior, but daily as your peace? Are you willing to make that daily exchange? Because if you're anything like me, I'm like, okay, Jesus, it's all yours. You can have it. I'll take the beautiful scarf. And then the next day comes and circumstances change. And I'm like, oh gosh, let me hold on to this a little bit longer. Because it's, I need to do something about it, right? We want to fix it. We want to do something about it. So we pick it up again and we put it around our neck. And we carry something that was never meant for us to carry. And every day we have the opportunity. Okay, Jesus, I really don't want this. You can have it back. And sometimes it's not a daily thing. Sometimes it's an hourly thing. Sometimes it's a, okay, I just need to get through this five minutes and then the next five minutes. And then it's kind of been like that this year for me. I don't know about y'all, but that's how it's been for me. So are you willing and ready to receive peace? Because peace is a person. So I want to shift gears just a little bit. The dictionary meaning of peace speaks about freedom from strife, from dissension, a reprieve from war, tranquility, stillness, quiet. This definition is the desire of everyone in their relationships, right? We just want peace. For moms of littles, this might be nap time when your teething, strong-willed two-year-old finally stops screaming and demanding to do everything their own way for themselves and nods off into angelic sleep. (sighs) Yay. Or when your moody teenager finally gets themselves together enough to get out the door and go to school, (sighs) ah, peace. (laughs) Or when you're in a difficult patch in your marriage and your spouse leaves for work, thank you, Jesus, they're out the door, (laughs) right? I mean, we've all been there. Let's be real. Let's be real. He says the same thing about me some days. He's probably happy to get in his car and go to work. Let's be, let's be real here, right? <laughs> or when that annoying coworker that complains about everything calls in sick that day. Yeah. Ooh, yes. 
In this day and age, with all the craziness going on in the world around us, tensions are high in our homes. Let's just be real. Tensions are high in our families. Tensions are high in our marriages. Tensions are high in our workplaces. The relational issues seem to be worse than ever, and we can feel the darkness and chaos pressing in. I can. We're all on edge from dealing with a global pandemic, an election year that's caused a lot of division, injustices and racial tension, law enforcement problems, and I could go on and on and on and on. The list goes on. Just watch the news. Or not. I gave it up for DIY shows, I'll be honest. I have not watched the news in months. It can feel like a constant, endless battle just to remain a little bit sane. Finding peace in ourselves and our relationships must come from something other than a temporary solution. God's word offers us a definition of peace that's different than the dictionary. So we heard still, rafa, which means to actively let go and know that God's got it. Now we want to talk about a Hebrew word, shalom. Shalom is a state of wholeness and completeness. It's well-being of mind, body, and soul. Shalom brings peace. Shalom is peacemaking. And this shalom comes from relationship with the Prince of Peace because peace is a person. Jesus set the greatest example of being a peacemaker. He was confident. He walked in holy authority and anointing, yet he was humble and kind. Making peace means setting things back to rightness or righteousness. It means continually dying to your selfish desires and intentionally living from what Christ has done for us. Did you hear that? Now I'm going to start stepping on toes. Everything up to now sounded really good, right? But there's parts that we have to play. Through through the shalom that he gives us by way of his intimate relationship, we can bring peace into every situation and relationship. Okay, when I wrote that down, I started thinking about some of my relationships. Mm. Let me read it again. Through the shalom that he gives us by way of intimate relationship, we can bring peace into every situation and relationship. Every. No matter how dark or how difficult the situation seems, shalom sees into the darkness and brokenness and restores it to wholeness by bearing with others in patience and love. This kind of love is not a fast love. This is a slow love. It's painful. The process is painful and requires a lot of sacrifice. Much as Jesus sacrificed his life for us, we are to follow in his steps and lay down our lives for our friends. John 15, 13. Let's turn there. I have to take my glasses off to see because I'm getting old. <laughs> There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. So that doesn't mean you go necessarily mean you go run out and save your friend from the oncoming car. It could, it could. But I think it's more of a daily sacrificing 
your wants, your needs, your desires for those around you. And what Holy Spirit says is best. In joining him in this sacrificial life, we find joy and peace for our souls, which doesn't make sense, right? We give up everything. We don't get our way. And yet, out of that comes peace and joy for our souls. There's a freedom in letting go, in rafa, dropping of the hands, letting go and trusting him. Peacemakers are willing to have conversations, to say what needs to be said in truth and love rather than making snide comments or shutting down with hurt and unforgiveness. Let me read that again. Peacemakers are willing to have conversations to say what needs to be said in truth and love rather than making snide comments or shutting down with hurt and unforgiveness. And I am not pointing the finger at anybody because I have been known to have snide comments and shut down with hurt and unforgiveness. Being a peacemaker never means letting people walk all over you or tiptoe on eggshells for fear of what another person might feel or say. A peacemaker always speaks out with kindness but firmness against injustice for others and themselves. Peacemaking is not shaming or demanding, nor is it about control. It's a hard one for me to learn because I am a recovering control freak. Peacemaking presents an offering of grace and provides a place of love and truth rather than proving your point. You can be 100% right and 0% righteous. And that's not what God's called us to. Peacemaking requires more active listening than speaking. Ooh, that's a hard one, right? This active listening involves hearing from the Holy Spirit as well as the person we're making peace with. So you can be listening to someone tell you something and you can be hearing from the Holy Spirit at the exact same time. Isn't that cool? And sometimes what we process with our own mind is so far from what Holy Spirit is trying to do in the relationship, it's important to listen. Peacemakers are willing to stand in the middle. The middle is messy, it's time-consuming, and it's inconvenient. A peacemaker takes the time to hear others' hearts. A peacemaker brings tough issues to light so they can be dealt with. A peacemaker brings the light with shalom and destroys the power of sin, chaos, and darkness. I have a testimony I was, um, this isn't in my notes, but I had an issue with someone for quite some time. And it finally dawned on me, maybe I need to go work it out with this person. It wasn't what I wanted to do at all. But I prayed about it for several days before I confronted the situation. I confronted the situation in love, but in firmness. And guess what? That person hugged me admitted that we had some issues that we needed to work out and we are sisters in Christ and that's what we're called to do. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I didn't continue to go back into the dark cave and not deal with it, but we brought it out in light and shalom. Your ability and success in making peace in your relationships with others begins by making room for peace in your own heart. And peace is... 
One person was listening. All right. Let's do it all together. Thank you, honey. <laughs> He's always got my back. Even when I out him, he always has my back. Let's say it together. Peace is a person. In John 16, verse 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Right? In the message, I love the message translation of this. It says, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured. Does that sound nice? Unshakable and assured. Deeply at peace. And this isn't my notes either, but I've got a little, I got a few minutes. Um, For the last four or five, I think four years, the Lord has given me a very clear word for the next upcoming year. Usually October, November, I get, and it's, it's been one word. And then as the year goes on, he starts developing this word. So in 2018, I think my word for that year was change. And boy, were there a lot of changes that year. I can't even go into all the changes, but it was like God was preparing me for what was coming. Um, the next year was expansion. 2019, the word was expansion. And I had several grandbabies that year. They're all different kinds of things that God was just expanding. And then 2020, the year was plenty. The word for this year was plenty. That's an interesting word for this year, right? Huh. But you know what? I've had plenty. I've had plenty of hardships and I've had plenty of blessings. I've had plenty of provision. I've had plenty of love. I've had plenty of joy. 2020 has been a year of plenty. And 2021, the word, are you guys ready? Drum roll. Because when it's for me, it's for all of us. Because I share, I share well. The word that I'm getting for 2021 is deeper. God is calling us to go deeper with him. So when I read this, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured no matter what 2020 brings, deeply, see that word deep, deeply at peace. In this godless world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart. I, who am your peace, have conquered the world. Ephesians 2, 14 through 16, I'm going to end with this. It says, for he himself is our peace. Because peace is a person. a person. Peace is a person. We got it. He, it. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. I'm like, what exactly does enmity mean? When I read that, I didn't understand. It means the state or feeling of being actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Do you feel like there's hostility, oppression, pushing at you? Jesus came to abolish that. He came, both Jews and Gentiles, to become one in him. That is the law of commandments contained in ordinance so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. He put to death 
active opposition, hostility to someone or something and brought us together in peace. So in closing, I know I gave you a lot to think about. If you don't remember anything else, remember peace is a person. Be still means to let go. Rafa, know that he's in control. And we carry shalom because we carry his spirit in us. And everywhere we go, in every situation, in our homes, in our workplaces, we carry the Prince of Peace who can bring peace into every situation if we're willing to listen. So let's pray, and then I will turn it over to you, John. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this season. We thank you that you are good. You have never failed us, and you're not going to start today. We thank you that we can let go and be still and know that you are God. And we thank you that you call us to be peacemakers, to walk in a higher calling. And through that, through that intimacy with you each day, we get joy and peace in our lives. So, Father, I thank you for that. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are right there with us no matter what's going on. Morning, noon, or night, you're there with us. And I thank you, Father God, for your peace. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to AZ Vineyard Church's podcast. We're located in Goodyear, Arizona. To learn more about our church, visit our website, azvineyard.com. That's A-Z-V-I-N-E-Y-A-R-D.com. 